For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Prairie View A&M, the Panthers out of the SWAT Conference, West Division there. Bob McDowell with me. Coach McDowell, how things down there in Texas this morning, man? It's a little chilly right now, but everything is all good, man. Getting ready to start the day. I hear that, Coach. Tell me this, man. Uh, how does it, it make you feel? Um, the administration made, gave you the head coaching job after, you, after you've been there for all those years. The business basketball coach is the head coach. And uh, now you lead this program going forward. Tell me about how it made you feel. And they said, hey, Coach McDowell, we believe in you and your vision for this program going forward. Yeah, I mean, it, it says a lot. I mean, it says a whole lot, and I was really proud and honored to uh, receive that honor because, again, my my I, my ideal is, again, just to make sure that this program continue to uh, strive forward, you know, with these young men and, again, get back to the championship and then hopefully win it, you know, next several years. Most definitely, Coach, and like I said, man, you, you've seen this program grow and develop so, so many years, so I feel like you was the right guy anyway because you was already there. You saw the development. You saw what work was put in. You, you know how things are working, running around the university. And the guys know you and trust you. And I feel that can help you in recruiting as well to keep some young men from leaving the program after the, after the coach recruited them left. So you, you're there already. So familiarity with you as well. I feel like on so many levels, it was the right move because you were there. And you it was comfortable to those young men. And they can trust you already. Absolutely. And, and as you just said, I mean, it's all about feeling comfortable, you know, with these young men and these young men feeling comfortable with me, trusting me to lead them to, you know, to that next level, whether it be, you know, uh, the championship, you know, or, you know, something you know, outside of football, you know, our goal, you know, the new coaching staff here, but they're not new, but, you know, the guys that came back and we have several guys, new guys that come in, you know, our goal is again to uh, make sure these young men, you know, leave, you know, better than when they came, when they started here at the university. And coach, as I mentioned to you off the air, I'm a graduate of Tennessee State. You're a Prevuranium HBCU school, coaching a lot of young black men. How important yeah. is that to you to, to be leaders of young black men to become better husbands, fathers, leaders in the community, knowing about knowing about their community, being one with the community, and have that collective mindset of hey, how do we improve us as a race going forward to be out here in this country and in a, in a worldwide with our talents and what we offer to this world. Well, and the importance of this is, again, we got to teach our young black men, you know, how to operate, you know, uh, 
at a at a at a let me what's the word I'm looking for at a at a better better way how to operate you know at all at all costs and when I say all costs you know that meaning in the classroom you know outside the classroom you know when they decide to, you know when it's all said and done you know they finish their career here you know they they can take what they've learned from you know not only from us but you know people on on the uh, campus you know. And I say learn meaning good things. And these are things that they're going to take into the world, you know, when they have their young, when they have their kids, you know, when they get married, you know, and that's, then that's what I'm here for. I'm here to teach these young men, you know, how to transition when they leave this place, you know, and uh, I thank God, you know, for the opportunity, you know, being raised by a wonderful mother and dad, uh, and, and more importantly, uh, you know, um, people that have been in my corner from day one that have taught me the right way. So it's only fair for me, you know, to teach these young men, you know, this is what is going to get you to the next level. This is what's going to help you in your career after football. I, I believe that football is one of the most, one of the, one of the sports that will prepare these men for uh, life after football. And if they continue to do the right things, and again, that's what we're trying to teach these men, do the right thing while they're here in the classroom, on the field. And it's going to carry over, you know, when it's, when it's all said and done here. Yeah, Coach Bedard, you played in the NFL for seven years there, man. And uh, tell me, is when you decide you want to get into coaching? You know, my father is a coach, and I never, <laughs> I, I, I didn't choose that path. I told the radio. I said, <laughs> <laughs> Don't win or lose the radio. With coaching, you get you go great. That stuff goes all good. I, I don't want that problem. But, my, but for you, we decided you want to get into coaching and get back to the game of football that way. It's, it's funny actually because I, I I've always said when I uh, when I got through with playing with the oil actually when I retired um, with Carolina officially, uh, I said I would never get into coaching because I just had my son Trey and I knew the hours that it took you know to be dedicated and I didn't want to be away from here from him. And sure enough, uh, it it I started training guys, you know, for uh, agents, you know, getting them ready. Uh, one particular, Danny Manny, uh, he was my first guy. Um, got started training him, getting ready for the pro level. Then started training high school kids, just getting them ready for their upcoming season. And then Alonzo Highsmith said, "Hey man, won't you just try to go over and do a little coaching at TSU?" And I'm like, nah. He said, "No, just try," you know. And then his dad, Walter Highsmith. Uh, told me, asked me to do the same thing. So I jumped right into it. I said, you know what, let me just try it for a year. So I actually volunteered for the first four years of uh, coaching. I volunteered over at uh, TSU for four years. And man, after that, it was like, it was on after that. And I, I fell in love really probably the second year I was there. And then finally got on the staff of Steve Wilson, went over to uh, Browse, Coach Browse for a year, went back to high school, which I love at Willow Ridge, and then here. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, Coach, you know, a lot of guys, like you said, man, once you retire, it's like either jump in or you jump out, you toe in, which get that toe back into it, man. Competitive juice is still flow. You know, once you – even for me, when I'm around the football field still, I feel like oh, I want to get back out here again. Even though I'm just here doing a radio gig, but I still get that, yeah. get that urge a little bit. Like, you want to get – I just like the guy running around Russell Rousey real good. You know, right. so it's <laughs> – yeah, it was like you said, I mean, and again, it was one of them deals we talked about earlier, uh, you know, teaching these young men. And that, and one, that was one of the things I thought when I when I got into it, I'm like, man, you know, I can be, a, you know, uh, access to these guys, you know what I'm saying? And I always just tell guys once I got into it, probably my third, 
for, I would say probably my sixth year uh, in it. And uh, I started telling uh, me uh, NFL guys, man, you guys need to get into this, man, because I think you guys, these guys can hear a lot from you guys. They can learn a lot from you guys. And, and I was trying to tell a lot of the NFL guys at that time, like, if you're not coaching, man, try to give back to these young men, whether, whether it was in college or whether it was in high school, because they can learn a whole lot. And they needed it at the time. They still need it. Most definitely, because I could tell you as coach about football, I would be talking to you today about football. You know, I, yeah. I grew up with not so great means, you know. So for me, having time to play football got me out of the hood, per se. So I know that the game helped, gave me opportunity to do something I'm not, while I'm not on a certain level, like my, so my friends are still stuck in. So I feel like, you know, the game gives you opportunity as well, having young coaches who do want to mold you and tutor you and give you that guidance. I mean, so I'm a, I'm a poster boy for what a coach can do for, for a young man. Absolutely. And, and again, there's nothing being being that poster board for young men because, again, they they're going to learn. They're going to see they're going to do what you do. And like I said, my ultimate goal is to teach these young men, you know, to be the best that they can be when they leave this game. Because as I tell them, hey, not not all you guys are going to make it to the next level. You know, it's that one, two percent that's going to make it. You know, although I say, hey, you know what? You still have a great opportunity with the USFL coming back, the XFL and all the spring league, you know. But at the end of the day, it's about how you prepare yourself, you know, in those classrooms, out on the field, you know, which, again, is going to help you when you transition from the sport. Exactly, because my degree is in business, Coach, in psychology, so in African studies. So I feel like, you know, I'm using my degree in business right now. In psychology as well, because <laughs> already you have to deal with some, some, some whacked out guests little time, Coach, you have to kind of navigate the waters. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, keep them on, on the right path when they go off the wrong path on Absolutely. And again, it's, you know, as you, you know, as you know, it's about, again, teaching these young men responsibility, you know, everybody come in uh, into this, uh, into this football arena with different ideals, different responsibility. And it's, it's, it's our duty as coaches, you know, to get these young men right on the right path. And Coach Maskis, man, what is your ideal young man for your program? What's going to be your pillars of your program for a young man to come in and say that's, that's the right fit for us going forward? Well, first and foremost, academically, you know, they got they got to be able to handle academically in the classroom. You know, we we here at Prairie View, you know, have a high standard, a, a great standard, um, and they have to come in here and most importantly get it done in the classroom, and then more, and then secondly, you know, get it done out in the field. You know, a guy in this program again, you know, be it offense or defense, we want kids that's going to come into this program, and just basically do what they're supposed to do. You know. Um, and, and I say do what you're supposed to do, again, in the classroom, you know, out on the field. And more importantly, what I, I think is so important is to give back to the community. And that's, that's going to be one of my number one goals this year is to get them more involved with community uh, projects. Most definitely, because uh, seeing those guys out in the community, that out there in your county there, man, is uh, something to get people to gather out around the program, because I feel like too many times black schools do not do enough outreach in the community. Yeah. And when you do that piece, people show up, show up at your stadium, you know. Absolutely. And I feel like it's not enough of that going on. It's like, yeah, we're the football team, we got the band, but guess what? Community is not, it's not one with you, they're not coming out. You know, so that goes community outreach is so important for fundraising and just community backing of the team to support you when things go are going very well. So then they know what's going on in front of your AM. Absolutely. You, you hit it on the head. And that, again, you, I mean, you know, we came in, like I tell guys, we brought you here for a reason. I mean, you know why you're here. Again, that's to get, you know, play football and get your academic degree when you leave here.
but more importantly, you know, I'm going to teach you, you know, the, the process, you know, when you leave this uh, university, how to communicate with, with, with uh, people outside of this university, how to communicate with people in the community, how to go out there, you know, get those dollars, you know, that you probably most likely wouldn't be able to get, you know, if you didn't know that person. I tell my guys all the time, dude, you know, don't burn bridges, man. Don't burn bridges. It's all about getting to know people, you know, meet as many people as you can, get to know them, see what they're about, you know, because you never know at the end of the day when it's all said and done, you know, that that person, you know, may have, a, you know, be that CEO of a company and then wants you to come work for it. No doubt. And coach, I love about the swag there, coach, you added, but throwing them in and uh, oh my guy down there over there, Florida A and M, the Rattlers. So at least, man, uh, you got twelve teams now, two divisions now. Uh, league is strong, stronger, stronger than ever. I feel like swag is looked is looked upon, and and it it makes me angry when <laughs> when when non black pundits say, "Coach, that the swag and the MIAC are the worst conferences in the NCAA." I'm like, really? Oh, on what basis? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, do you watch what's going on in those two conferences? You know, but it's but these pundits say this all the time. It's like me, I got the worst conferences in the the whole D one. I'm like, to me, it's it, it's a travesty here when I hear those statements because the quality of football and the swag and the MIAC is very high. You know, everybody thought that Jackson State was gonna beat South Carolina State, but yeah. they defensively, their game plan was one of a kind, mixing up coverages, confused Sanders and everything like that. Nobody thought, but if you know, those teams gonna win that game, but they did. So even in, even Trey Oliver in the kickoff game beat all corn state. Frank does a great job. So how can you say as a player the scores comes in the football? But what's really more, really more bad coach is the none of the guys was drafted in 2020. One, you know, and there are talented guys who should be drafted out of the swag to be at. And so if I fly coach, it's overlooked. So how do you feel about it? trying to make the league even even more? prominent have guys in the NFL come scout the young men and see the, the talent is the, the gyms diamonds in the rough then in the swagging the MIAC conferences that can help us roster in the NFL. Well I mean again it's all about like I tell guys it's all about you going out doing your job you know uh you're gonna have coaches you have great coaches in, in the swagging the MIAC you know HBCUs without a doubt. You know now it's just, it's about us going out teaching these young men how to perform on the field. Because again, you know as well as I know, they're not performing well on the field. They're not going to come down. They're not going to uh, come see these kids. And, I'll, and one other information I give to my kids, you know, I'm like, hey, you got to be better than that Texas A&M guy up the road there. You know, and I just say I just say Texas A&M because they're right here. You know, you got to be better than them because again, you're not. They're the top D1 school, and you're the lower D1 school. So in order for you to get a good look, you know, you got to go out there and get numbers, you know, be it interception, be it tackles, you know, be it, you know, pancakes or be a touchdown. Because at the end of the day, when these guys come in and they're scouting you, they want to see you making plays. And there's no reason why uh, that a SWAC player, MEAC player, HBCU, HBCU player can't make it to the next level. Again, it's about you going out there and doing your job. We got, we got talent, you know, and obviously – I think with what Dion is doing right now, just phenomenal. It's bringing more attention to the SWAC, to black college football. And I and I guarantee you, it's just a matter of time where you're going to start seeing a lot more of these uh, young men, you know, get to the next level. Most definitely, Coach. And what I also like about what you're in Texas there, it's so much talent in Texas. You know, mm -hmm. it like, you know, for me, uh, a guy who's at Baylor or AM and 
Alabama or Texas who's not playing could come down to your level to play right away, you know, and get, still get seen because I just got to not lie. Talent, will, you will be fine, right? So I feel like, you know, being where you are, you have an opportunity with this transfer portal uh, to get guys who go to these schools and don't get to play. It could come down to your level and be, be a war in the swag and get to the league that way as well. Absolutely. And again, you want you and you want you want those guys. You know, again, you want those young men that are coming from that portal to uh, help you out. But, you know, my my philosophy is I'm not going to hit that portal real hard because, uh, again, I want to be able to teach these young men that are coming up. I want to get these young guys and men. I want to be able to continue to build. You know, only thing is with that portal to me is that, you know, again, you get them guys in for one year and then they out and then now you're not building that camaraderie within your team so again i, I you know when you're going to that portal you just got to pick and choose you know at that particular time what what is your need you know because again it, it can help you or, or it may not help you you know but i i love it i love what what the uh porter has done you know to black college football i mean because again now it gives us a, a better chance to compete most definitely and that's what the whole thing about is trying to compete as well and be seen and you know I, I, I would love it. Uh, I would love to see the Lions have to come back when the, my school play fam. You, but those probably going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> you know, but I, I, I miss those games, man. You know, and you know, I, I hear the word of the street is TSU may come back to the Texas with a swag based on what I'm hearing. So he might happen that way anyway. But you know, what's you know what's fun about it, coaches in the swag every night. It's a fun night in every game. Every statement's a fun game. The band, the, the, the camaraderie, the pageantry. It's just seeing black excellence. Out there and, and, that, and that around Saturday afternoon, Saturday nights, man, it's fun. Let's talk about the environment for our listeners here in Atlanta who don't really understand it's how the swag operates, how those game days are, and those trips are. Tell us fans about that, coach, as well. Man, the black experience here in black college football is, is unbelievable. And again, if you have not had a chance to get out and see it, uh, please, get, you know, at some point, you know, make it a date to get out there and see it because you, you'll be totally shocked when you get out there. Just, just you know, we're just having fun out there. And like I said, man, especially when the bands get out there, I mean, it's been at some time, halftime, you know, when we finish talking, you know, to the players, you know, get in there, get out, tell them what to do, what we see wrong. Have we get out back, at, we get back outside, and stand on the uh, ramps there and watch the band because again, that's you know they're one of the they're one of the the groups that 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 brings the fans out that people want to see, want to experience, you know. And man, and they be jamming, guys. I'm telling, they be jamming because again, it's it's you know. I remember when I first got here, uh, when I first started with Texas Southern, I had no idea it was like that, you know. Then get, finally getting out there and just watching the band perform at halftime, man, it was, it was, I mean, I, I, I remember several times it just kind of gave me chills, you know, just seeing how they perform out there. And I think that was one of the, one of the reasons why I wanted to stay on the black, uh, black level, black college level as well, because again, just the camaraderie, you know, seeing how people do what they do, do and do it to, to the highest, highest their ability, man. It, it's fun. 100% coach being a former NFL player how's the game changed for you since you got out of the league in 995 with Carolina back when you that was a Spencer team almost like it was in 995 there uh tell me how's it changed in your eyes uh the game on the NFL level so far well I think on the, on the NFL level I think the game has changed you know I, I well I know for a fact you know as well as I do you know they're bigger faster stronger absolutely that you know um but yeah I think the biggest biggest deal is uh you know the way we tackle now, 
I think, you know, the tackling has gone down tremendously. You know, um, people say, you know, I hear people say, oh, they don't know how to tackle. Well, I don't know if they don't know how to tackle. I think it's just how they're trying to tackle in order not to get penalized, you know, because now you remember back in the day when we was there, you know, certain hits, you know, mm -hmm. counted. But now th these days, you know, football, you do a certain hit, boom, you're out the game. And I think that kind of, you know, uh, in the back of a lot of guys' mind, you now, especially DBs, you know, that, you know, how do I hit, you know, when do, when do I need to, you know, strike? Because it, it, it has gone to the point where, you know, if, if I'm going in there full speed and back in the day, you know, I'm going in not even thinking. Now it's going in thinking, okay, oh, shoot, should I hit him like this or should I hit him like that? And then that calls for you to either miss a tackle or not get that big hit. So it has changed a lot, but I love the way it's going right now because, again, you're just seeing so many uh, athletes, I mean, uh, having fun, having fun. I think that's one thing, too, that I love about it. Now they're giving these guys the opportunity or letting them, you know, celebrate. That's one thing I love now seeing with these, with these young men, man, is how they celebrate after a big play, you know, the dances, the, the things that they do. And it, it's crazy, man, and I love it. I love when they go to the end zone and do they they, they get group dances. I love that. End zone times go get the group dance. Let's go. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, it's exciting to see when when they do that, man. I I love it. I I can't say enough about it. Just that part of itself has changed the game, man, and, and it makes it just fun to watch. No, no, I'm a little, I'm I'm very younger than you, are, coach. I, I got to play on field turf and grass. You got to play on the hard astro turf. Oh, Tell yeah. me. How was it to play on that hard concrete with a little carpet over it? Because field turf has its, its, its advantages and disadvantages too. But uh, playing on that concrete is something different. It, it is. It is. I mean, you, you you play fast, but, man, I tell you, you know, it, it got to a point probably about third year, you know, it, it started it started taking a toll on them knees, man. You know, and, uh, shoot, I mean, certain areas in the uh, in the field, and you, you, you just step on something, your head's going to go boom. Like that, I mean, just, it's a hollow area, right, in, in that particular area. But it was hard, man. I mean, I mean, and I think till this day, you know, that's, that's you know, my knees are feeling it even when I stand on the turf today. I mean, we got turf out here uh, at PV and, you know, just standing on that thing every day like we've been doing for the last four years, it takes its toll. You know, that's why I say you got, I was tell guys, you got to mix that thing up. You got to either go turf and then sometimes, you know, get that grass feel so those legs can, you know, you can get those legs back. You can't continue to practice on turf every day because it will take its, take the toll on the knees and legs. 100% coach. Well, coach Madal, thank you for your time today, coach. It was fun to talk to you again for the chatting with you down the road, man. Been a relationship with you going forward, my brother. My brother, appreciate you. God bless. Same to you, coach. Thank you so much, the coach. Thank you. All right. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.